Here we go. Parsha Tazria and Mitzorah, double Parsha. Um, I've heard I've heard it said that Rabbanim are very afraid of this Parsha. It's not not much for a sermon. Um, all about different tumas and Tara of Tazria and Mitzorah. But uh, nevertheless, there's many beautiful ideas in these Parshas as well. And let's discuss one of them. Although part of it, I think I discussed last year when we did Tazria. And I'm going to hope that maybe you don't remember every detail. Um, <laughs> the idea is, Parshas, <laughs> Parshas Tazria, Tazria really means to conceive, right? Ishaki Sazria Vyaldo Zohar, a woman who conceives and she'll give birth to a son. And the Parsha goes on to tell us the mitzvah of brismila, of circumcision, the mitzvah of the tuma and the tara, the various purities and impurities that are affected by birth. And that's the very beginning of the Parsha. The first few psukim, but then the entire uh, the entirety of the parsha deals with different types of saras, different types of leprosy. That's tazria. Mitzorah really deals with the purification from leprosy. The whole parsha of Mitzorah, primarily the whole parsha, deals with the purification process of leprosy. Now, obviously, this whole leprosy is not a very regular physical skin condition. We're talking about a some type of miraculous saras which came because of sinfulness as famously Gemara says especially because of Lashon Hara and other such sins um, but that's really what these two parshas are about if you really break it down the majority of parshas Tazria is about the actual leprosy and the majority of parshas Mitzorah is about the purification process the tahara of the leprosy as the parsha begins in Mitzorah Zostia Torah HaMitzorah B'yom Taharaso that this is the way that the purification process is going to be. Which begs an interesting question on the names of the Parsha. If you think about it, the name of the Parsha that's primarily about leprosy is Tazria. to have a child. Tazria, which is a good thing. Having a child is a bracha. Having a child is a mitzvah. Having a child is a tremendous blessing of Hashem. Why is it that the Parsha of leprosy is called the Parsha of conception, of having a child, just because the first few psukim were that way? On the other hand, the Parsha of Mitzorah, which is all about purification, is called the Parsha of Mitzorah. Am I being understood? There's really one would think to switch it around. Right? Parsha Tazria should be called Mitzorah because that's the Parsha of leprosy. And Parsha Mitzorah, which is purification, that's already like conception. That's, that's already the positive side of the spin, the positive side of the story. So what's going on? And, and you know, it's an interesting type of a question in understanding the names of the Parshas and their relationship with the Parshas. So a point of explanation given, and this is based on the teachings of the Maral of Prague, who writes about this. Um, it's interesting, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, when it talks about Mashiach, the end of Sanhedrin, the last chapter of Perichilic, talks a lot, all about the coming of Mashiach. It says one of the things Mashiach is called is a leper, a mitzera. The Gemara says, Chivra de Bey Rebbe. He was the white one. Mashiach is the white one, the leper. So the Maral talks about that. He says, why of all people is Mashiach called a leper? And the truth is, the Gemara there talks about Mashiach as being a sick person, right? Um, Levi meets Eliyahu Anavi, and he says, um, I, you know, when is Mashiach coming? And Eliyahu Anavi says, well, go ask him. He says, where is he going to be? Well, go by the gates of Rome, and you'll see the poor people there by the gates. And one person who's full of nigoyim, full of lep uh, different types of leprosy, and he's Mashiach. Right, remember that Gemara? He says, in fact, you'll see that the, all the other lepers are taking off all of their bandages and putting on medications. He takes off one, puts on medication, and puts it right back on. Takes off the next bandage, puts it on, because he's waiting to get the call to go and redeem Klal Yisrael. So, so therefore we have that the Gemara talks about Mashiach as being a leper, someone who has mitzeras, which is very, very odd. 
right? So, and of course, there's got to be explanations to this. In the Maral of Prague, uh, one of the Maral was a tremendous writer, wrote in so many years of terror, but one of his uh, uh, I don't know, places that made him famous was his Pirushim of Agoda, the different Agodas of the Gemara. And basically, his, his point is that the concept of leprosy is a cure, is there to cure one of their sinfulness. Because when Hashem punishes us, Hashem is not like angry and mean and wants to punish us because we did something wrong. Um, all punishment of Hashem is there really to cleanse us and to bring us to a new place, a purer place, a holy place. And it's the same thing is with Saras, as the Rambam says. A person was sinful, a person did Lashon Hara and others, so Hashem gives him this leprosy in stages so that the person is able to do tshuva properly and become healed and therefore become, start off on a clean slate, start off from new. Right? In fact, in fact, that's that's one of the reasons that what is the mitzvah of the mitzvah to go out of the three machanos to go to be secluded, badad yeshev mechutz la to be secluded outside of the machana, in order to give him time to reflect, in order to give him time to do proper tshuva, and to come back a cleansed person. So the Maral talks about this. He says that that's the whole union of of, of golos and all the difficulties of golos and all the the uh, punishments that there is in Golos is all really part of a tsaras um, stage of purification. It's the pun- punishments that purify and cleanse us and get us ready for the coming of Mashiach. So Mashiach is like, he represents the leper, he represents the one that is going through that purification with us and waiting for the purification to be complete in order to be able to finish the Gula and take us out of Golos. So coming from that understanding, Tazria, which is conception, which is birth, we understand that all the tsaras, all the difficulties, are really a conception, are really part of the birth process of the Yolda Zachar, of coming to the Gula Shlema. So Mashiach is the Mitzorah because Mashiach comes through the difficulties of Galus, and all the difficulties that we suffer are there to lead us to the birth of the time of Gula. That's how the morale sees the Ol Tazria Mitzorah. So... What I have in front of us here is from the Orachaim, one of the great Pirushim on the Chumash, who we've discussed many times. The great Sadik, the Orachaim, many call him the Orachaim HaKadosh. He lived some 300 years ago in Eretz Yisrael. Um, and he has some beautiful um, um, esoteric explanation in the beginning of Tazria and in the beginning of Mitzorah, connecting these concepts of Tazria and Mitzorah and seeing how all of this is alluding to the concept of Golos and Geula, the exile and the upcoming redemption. So there's a bunch here, and uh, there's a lot more in the Orachayim, but let's see what we're able to, to get through, some beautiful ideas of the Orachayim. So I have the first two paragraphs is from the beginning of Tazria, and the next, the rest of the page is from the beginning of Mitzorah. Again, let's see what we can get through. So the first passage of Tazria, Taber al-Bnei Yisrael Limor. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, talk to the Jewish people and tell them, Isha ki says, Ria v'yolda zohar. A woman that will conceive and give birth to a son, v'tama shivas yamim kimei nidas dvois atitma. She becomes impure, just like a nida for seven days. That's the possible. And again, the Arachayim has lengthy explanations. I, I, I took out two paragraphs. Od yirmoz hakosuf. He says, this Pasuk is alluding to, there's a remez here. Al knesses Yisrael. This is referring to Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people. Asher shenikras isha We know in the words of the Nevi and the words of the prophets, the Jewish people are often often um, compared to a woman, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu Hashem is the husband. Right? The entire 
book of Shir Hashirim is that 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 um, that, re, that the relationship, the love relationship between the Chassam, which is Hashem, and the Kalah, the Jewish people. So therefore, he says that on an allegoric level, when the Torah says a woman who conceives and will give birth to a son, so the woman is the Jewish people. Vela imar on the Jewish people, the pasuk says, Isha kisazria pirush hazras mitzvahs umaisim tovim. To conceive is to give seed, right? Like a zera is a seed. When we do mitzvahs, when we do mitzvahs and ma'asim tovim, it's like we're planting seeds into the ground. Al derech oimre, like the pasuk says, ziru lachem litzdaka, plant tzedaka. Every mitzvah we do, we're planting something. Now, we don't necessarily always see the immediate benefits of our mitzvahs. We did a mitzvah and, and we move on. Nothing happened. Really, when you plant a seed in the ground, do you immediately see what sprouts out of it? No. Not at all. Many times, you look, nothing happened. A day, a week, whatever it is, nothing happened. So the mitzvahs are called also zriya. Every mitzvah is a seed planted. So then a male will come forth from this. Why a male? And he talks here about an interesting concept, which is that there is a difference, um, especially um, Kabbalistically, and even in the Gemara talks about it, between a Zohar and an Akeva, male and female. A female works with cycles, ups and downs and cycles, and a male is considered or compared to something that's more permanent. And therefore we have the concept in, in the Haggadah of Pesach, and I have it a little bit later, I should have it on this page, or maybe I don't. Actually, I don't. But in the Agatha Pesach, we talk about Shira Chadasha and Shir Chadash. And it says that all of the Shiras that we had in history are called Shira Lashanakeva. They're feminine because they weren't permanent. They were all Shiras for wonderful miracles, but the miracles weren't permanent. But the Shira of Mashiach, which is called the Shir, um, that's called Shir Chadash, says Teisvis, that's masculine because that's a Gu'ula She'inachareha Golos. Now, the Zacha represents a state of permanence. So, therefore, he says, that when a person, when the Isha, which is Klai Yisrael, does mitzvahs and they're planting, so the, the will come forth from that as Zachar. Pirush Daki Bechinas Hazachari Bechinas El Yoinim Bechinas Hanekeva. The masculine, the male over here, refers to a higher level than the feminine. Vahatera Miyacheses Bechinas El Yoinis Bechinas Hazachar. When it wants to talk about a higher level of permanence, it talks about it in a male as a, as a masculine term. The Hidia HaKosov, what the Pasuk is really telling us. That if the Jewish people will plant their seeds, will do learn the Torah, do the mitzvahs as we're supposed to, that although we may not see the immediate, um, the immediate results of the seeds of the mitzvahs that we plant, we should know the Torah says there's going to be a Leda Zohar. And this is what the Chazal talk about in Gemara Sanhedrin, and Shmais Rabbah, the Medrashim. Oitzem haflogas haflois, the great and tremendous bracha, Asher Yafli Hashem, that Hashem will give in wondrous ways. The Vias Hagoyl, in the coming of the ultimate Redeemer, in Yisrael Yisqual de Maseim Achshirim, through the good deeds of Klal Yisrael throughout Golos. And he says that the Geula that we're waiting for is going to be greater than the Geula that we had when we left Mitzrayim. As he says, and we're making a, we're differentiating between the, the Geula that we're waiting for, the Geula Sha'avra Shal Mitzrayim. 
versus the Gula was when when we were Mitzrayim. Because then Shah Yisrael Arim Ve'ariyeh. We say in the in the Haggadah that we were naked. What does it mean we were naked in Mitzrayim? From mitzvahs. So because we didn't have mitzvahs, therefore the Geula, the redemption wasn't as great either. Gam Amar Hakasuv Goy Mikarev Goy. The Pasuk says in Devarim, Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, one nation from amongst another, because we didn't look that different in Mitzrayim. Va'isa Geula, that Geula, that redemption from Mitzrayim, Tachlisa Loi Omad. It ultimately didn't stand. Kimnecharav Habayis, because the Besamikdash that was going to be built, that was built, was ultimately destroyed. Vigalu, and we were exiled again. Vahoya Mashahoya, Ve'ain Toiva Zuba B'china Zohar. That's why that geula from Mitzrayim is not considered ma- masculine because it wasn't lasting. It didn't last. <laughs> but the upcoming redemption. That this geula that we're waiting for is going to come through the merit of Kal Yisrael through all of these years of Galus and Torah Even if we're not fully worthy, okay, we're not perfect. But still, Afal became nevertheless Bemsos Golos because of the lengthy Golos, the Eisekatera and the involvement of Torah that happened throughout Golos. as the Pasik says, that that Torah is never will never be forgotten from our lips. So the Gula is going to be in this masculine way, and it's going to be an everlasting Gula, unlike the Gula of Mitzrayim. So that's how the Rachaim sees the um, esoteric meaning of the opening of Parshas Tazriya. It's not just about a woman giving birth and a bris and that, but we're talking about the general avoda, the Jewish people who are the woman, the wife of Hashem, so to speak, and the Zriya, the plantings that were planting through the Torah mitzvahs, and the Torah is telling us, the Zachar, that all of our avoda will bring forth that Zachar, that level of gula, that level of redemption that will exceed, far, far outweigh the gula that was from Mitzrayim. So this is a little excerpt of the Arachim in the beginning of Tazriya. Now let's fast forward and see from the same Mechaber, from the same Arachim, Arachim Ibn Atar, how he deals with the Psukim in the beginning of Parshas Kisavo. And remember, the beginning of Parshas Kisavo is talking about the purification process of the Mitzvah. And he says the following, HaRemes, and, and, and again saying, and when you're welcome to look into a Chumash, the Arachim, the beginning of Mitzvah is pages and pages long. I just took out, even though it looks like a bunch of paragraphs, this is like a, I don't know, a fraction of what he says on the Pesukim in the beginning of Mitzvah. Let's again look into more of Remez. What is the Torah alluding to here on a deeper level? We're talking about the Mitzvah, the leper, and the leper is being brought to the Kohen and the purification process. He says this is all about Golos and Geula. It's all prophecy about the upcoming Golos um, exile that's going to lead into the Gula. And he says, Alderach Omro Besefer HaZohar. Um, the way it's written in the Sefer HaZohar, of course, the foundational work of the esoteric parts of Torah. Ki Umas the nations of the world, Li Yisrael, to the Jewish people, Hebechinas Hatzeras, that's like the leprosy. The Golos is like that sickness. Viyishletu Bahem, and the, the, the nations of the world rule over us, Litzad Hatam Atzmo, for the same reason that we get saras, which is for sinfulness. You'll find also that our sages have told us that 
One of the, it's interesting, in, in Egypt we're in a very low level, but there's one great thing it says about us, we didn't talk Lashon Hara amongst each other. Where do we see that in the Pasuk, we didn't talk Lashon Hara? Because there was that one time, right, when, when Dustin and Avram talked Lashon Hara, Moshe Benu was shocked, which means that wasn't the common practice. So it says one of the schusim that we had is that we, we held together as a nation. Gam, in There's nothing that that distances a person from his master like Lashon Hara. Terrible Avera Lashon Hara. Right? At this point, I'll typically ask my children to give me an example of a good Lashon Hara or something. <laughs> Anyhow, so there's nothing that would distance us. So therefore, that's what the Torah says. This is the Torah of Mitzvah Yisrael. It's talking about the Jewish people, which we've become impure. Because of the sins of the Jewish people that brought us that saras, that saras, which here is euphemistically golos, in the day, Parshas Mitzvah is the purification process. So in the day of our purification, when a person purifies their tongue and knows not to talk improper words and our ways in general. So, how are we going to become Torah? How do we come out of Golis? What do the Pasuk say? Vuhuva el ha-kohen. He goes through the Pesukim. Mm-hmm. We're brought to the Kohen. Who's the Kohen? Ki Hashem baruchu yiskane b'shem Kohen. Hashem is called the ultimate Kohen. Uh, the Gemara says, Alekechem Kohen, who Hashem is the ultimate Kohen. Ka'omer b'sefer ha-zoyer, as the Zoyer says, b'pasev vuhuva la Kohen. So, Hashem is the Kohen. V'amar vuhuva, we're brought to the Kohen. L'sad shem because we were distant because of our sinfulness, because we're in Golos. Ashav yiskariv, now we're brought closer. Ba'al ha-Kohen, and we're brought to the Kohen to Hashem. To take it from Yad. As soon as we decide to come closer to Hashem, Hashem is always ready to accept us. Kimi goy gadol, elikim kreivim, elav. Hashem considers himself our closest kreiv, and he's always, his arms are open to accept us when we want to come out of our saras and be brought to him. Vaz, what's the next pasuk? So here there's an interesting thing, the beginning of Parshas Matsera. It says, v'huva el hakoyin, then it says, v'yatsa hakoyin. But the coin goes out, and before we talk about that, is the Mitzvah brought to the coin, or does the coin go to the Mitzvah? So the Rechaim says, is that we have to bring ourselves to the coin, that's to do tshuva, to, 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 to cleanse our ways and cleanse our tongue. But then, Hashem, that's when Hashem goes out to wage the battle of the Jewish people to redeem them. That's what the Pasuk means when he says that the coin goes out of the camp. Hashem goes out of the holy, his holy place. Hashem goes into the Golos, into an impure place. There, because of our sins, the Jewish people are in exile in impure places. That Hashem looks closely and he sees that the that the leprosy has been healed. Which brought it saras. Hashem sees that we've done shuva. So again, he's going through the pasuk. He says the the Mitzorah is the person in exile who sinned. The Nizorah wants to do tshuva, so he's brought to the Kayin. The Kayin Hashem goes out now to the Golos and he sees Nega. He says tshuva has been done. The person has been cleansed. So what what happens next? The Kayin says, "What's the process of purification?" The Tziva Hakayin the Kayin commands. 
Velokach Lamitahir Shtetsi Porim Chayis Tahiris. Right? We have in the beginning of Sarah of Sarah. You gotta take two birds. Who are the two birds? He says, fascinating. Um, we know we're waiting for Mashiach, but how many Mashiachs are there? The Medrash talks about Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Right? And famously, Mashiach ben Yosef begins the process, Mashiach ben Yosef dies somewhere along the process, and Mashiach ben David is the final goal. And there's all types of interpretations, if that happened already, and who that is, and how that is, we don't know exactly, as Rambam says, until it actually happens, what everything is going to mean. But the fact is, there's Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. One dies and one finishes the process. Says the Orachim, that's the story of the two birds. Right? The Mitzorah is the Golos. Hashem is purifying. He says, take the two birds. Let's read. He says, Take to, for the purification the two pure birds. These are the two Mashiachs. They're called birds. Why? The highest Nishamas, the highest souls, are called birds, as is known Kabbalistically. Why would they be called birds? Just like a bird is able to fly the highest. The highest neshamas of Sadiqim are called like birds that are able to fly to the highest madrigas, the highest levels. Void Matsinu, also we find Shayiskana Hagoyel Litsipar, that the Redeemer is compared to a bird. This is the words of the Zohar in the Pasha of Balak. The Zohar he reads, Ma'arta, from that cave that Hashem has hidden away. Yiske Chad Ravrava. One great bird will come forth. Ilah, the Yishlot Baalma that will rule in the world. Adkan. Kingdom will be given to that great bird. So that the, the Zohar calls the Goya, the Redeemer, a great bird. And there's two birds. Umatsinu Shamar Azal, that our sages sold the Shashnei Meshicha Yisrael, the two Meshichim, the two Redeemers of Klai Yisrael, the Meshach Ben Ephraim. Mashiach ben David. The Mashiach that comes from Ephraim, which is Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. First, there will be some, a level of revelation of Mashiach ben Ephraim who will die. And referring to these two, Omar the Pasuk says, That's what's being alluded to. When we want to re, um, purify the Mitzorah, we take the two pure birds, All of these are different levels of Kedusha as understood to those who understand the esoteric parts of the Torah. He goes on. What do you do with the two birds? You got to take the eight eras, which is a... What is that? What is that? Hisip. Whatever, which is a tall, this tall um, wood. Which is the thread, the ease of an aggress. And you mix that in, right? So he says, what, what's here? Again, if he's explaining everything here, what they are on their deeper level. Remez. Um, this is Intinku Lischus Gimel Avais. This is the schus of the three forefathers who call Yisrael always, every day when we dive and we right away mention schus Avais. He says, who Avram, eight eras, that, that tall branch or tree is Avram. Shua Adam Hagadol Barnakim was called the great giant of Klal Yisrael. That's Avram Avinu. Ushni Teilas, the um, the thread is Yaakov. Al Derech Omer Al Tiri Teilas Yaakov. Yaakov is called that Teilas because of his humility. 
Ve'ezov hu Yitzchak, the blade of grass is Yitzchak, Shubachinas Hagvura, which is the severity. He doesn't explain here why the grass is the severity. I don't know why. But you take these three, Shetzarich, Tziruf, Zichus, Shlashtam. You have to bring together the Zichus of all three. Va'amar, Vishachat. Then you shecht one of the birds. Kan Ramaz, Larigas, Mashiach, Ben Ephraim. That's the Mashiach, Ben Ephraim that was going to be killed. He goes through how every step is being tra- really going on in this Pasuk. In fact, I have three dots here because he goes off into a whole thing. He says that if we daven really hard, tremendous schusim, we might be able to save Mashiach ben Ephraim. And he said the, the Arizal writes that he davened every day specifically for Mashiach ben Yosef, that he shouldn't have to die. Interesting concept. Then he goes on. He says, What do you do with the live bird? Right? The coin shechts one bird. So the live bird you send out free al soda to the field. He says, that's the final Mashiach. Hashem takes Mashiach ben David. And he puts together the Chus of the three Aves, as we said earlier, which was the eight Azov, uh, the eight Eres, the Azov, and the Shni Solas. And also, there now is the Chus uh, of the Tzadik who was killed. It's Mashiach ben Yosef. Vuomer, and that's what the Pasuk says, Yikach Osa Ves Eitz Vigomer, you take the live bird and you take the the uh, the tree and so on, in other words, the, the branch. The Toval Osam Bidama Tsipar Shkuta, you dip it all into the blood of the of the bird that was shechted. The Yisgabru Harachamim, Mizchusa Oves, and now Hashem's Rachamim, Hashem's Rachmanis becomes strengthened because of the Shkusa Oves. Umi Mashiach Hanerag, because of the Mashiach that was killed. The Yishapru Kola Dargis Hatumais. So that everything will be atoned for and anything that's holding back Klal Yisrael from connecting to Hashem. This is what the Pasuk is alluding to when it says, Hashem takes from all this and sprays it on the one being purified, which is Klal Yisrael. That's the cleansing. Because of the schus of our Ovis. Because of the schus of the Tzadik that was killed. This will cause the final full atonement of of Klal Yisrael. How many times do we spray on the Metahir? Seven times. He says, V'amar Shiva, why? Kinega Sheva Hadargis Tuma, Asher Yitmu Behem Beis Yisrael, Kihim Shiva Kiyadua. Typically, when we have Tuma, there's always seven. Notice, by the seven days of, of Anida, seven. Uh, the Tuma, Nase, is seven days. There's seven basic levels of Tuma. Kabbalistically, he doesn't explain why. And we have to be purified through, taken out of all those seven levels. These are alluded to the seven levels of Tuma, or steps of Tuma. And through this, through spraying the, the Mitar, which is Klal Yisrael, this causes the full purity of Klal Yisrael. And then the live bird is able to be sent free. As written in the Zayar Parshas Balak, which we read already earlier. That from Hashem's cave where he has the Sirin, will come forth this great bird, the bird of, who's uh, referring to Mashiach. The Yishlaik Bachal Alma that will ultimately rule in the entire world. Hashem gives him, grants him kingdom. Going back to the Pasuk, it says, You send off that live bird to the field. 
that means the field refers to this entire world. Because Mashiach will ultimately be the ruler in the entire world. And then, the one who is purified, which is Klal Yisrael, will cleanse their garments. Excuse me, the dirty garments. That we got our souls wrapped up with through sinful behaviors. Kederach Eimer, as the Pasuk says, Hesiru Abgodim Atzayim, to take off our dirty clothing, put on clean, fresh clothing, pure clothing, to be able to be Zaycha to the Gula Shleim through Mashiach Sitkein. So this is how the Eir HaChaim HaKadosh reads this entire parasha, both Tazri and Mitzayra, that it's all about the cleansing process, and it's all about the the um, atonement that we have to go through because for Golos and for, for sinfulness, but it's ultimately all uh, for Teres HaMetzayra B'yayim Toharasai, which is the coming of Mashiach, and as he showed us all the details in the parasha, how that's alluding to that great Geula, we merit to see it very soon. Amen.